Hello beautiful people, we're back again with a brand new episode. Today we'll be looking at the Champions League final. So without further ado, welcome to the latest episode of Back on a Podcast. George, how are you doing, man? Great, man. It's been an eternity since we last taking the record. Uh, yeah, different um, hurdles, uh, different obstacles. Yeah, and we've been and complacency has um, come in since we're now at the um, latter stages of the season where things are not really. Well, a lot has happened, but you know, we'll we'll get to it maybe in, in another episode during the pre-seasons. Yeah, yeah, um, so the episode is strictly about Champions League final, but before that, let me just be a polite person and ask how you're doing as well. Yeah, I'm doing fine, doing great, fantastic, happy with everything that's going on. Yeah, so yeah, all in all, I'm grateful and fine. Okay, I'm happy. Obviously, as as a as a football fan, we all look forward to the Champions League final. But as a Barcelona fan, how happy are you? Because one, either your rivals Real Madrid extend to fourteen, or Liverpool pull further clear from Barcelona's five to seven. So, who are you actually supporting? To me, I don't. I I don't really want to support anybody. Like honestly, I don't care. Yeah, there's no. It's a, a lose lose either way, right? Yeah, there's no like some some Barcelona fans say, oh, I I prefer to support Real Madrid because Real Madrid nobody's catching them. They're already on thirteen. So if they, if they get, yeah, like you know, like to look at the thinking now, like they're already on thirteen. So if they extend to fourteen, there's no difference. But Liverpool extending to seven is annoying because Liverpool trashed us and stopped us from getting to our sixth. So Liverpool getting to seven to create further distance between us and Liverpool. So I understand why people don't want Liverpool to win as like Barcelona supporters. So I get it, but at the end of the day, man, me, I'll just be neutral for this one and see how it goes. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so let's get into it. So this game is um first of all, let's talk about Real Madrid's journey. Not not the match with Fasi, but beginning of the season. I saw I saw a graphic actually stunning yesterday. So the top ten favorites for the Champions League before the season started, Madrid were not inside. Let me let me just list out the top ten. PSG, the percentage chance of winning the Champions League, according to Sporting Life, PSG had an 18.2% at number one chance. Man City 14%. So PSG has and 18.2% of winning. City were second. Bayern were third. Chelsea were fourth. Liverpool were fifth. Manchester United were sixth. First of all, that's a joke. <laughs> like, considering how the season has gone for them, United were sixth. Juventus were seventh. Please, who compare this list? Juventus were seventh. Barcelona were eighth. Atalanta were ninth. Atletico Madrid were tenth. This is the biggest disrespect to Real Madrid I've ever seen in my life. Atlanta above Real Madrid. That's crazy. Juventus. Man United were sixth. 
Is, is that my United? My United zone, you can understand it. They have Mr. Chelsea. Uh, uh, but at but Atlanta, Atlanta, that's just a stretch. Doesn't make any sense. And and Liverpool being as low as it didn't actually make any sense to me. That as whether they have to be in the top top four, they should have been above Chelsea for sure. For sure. In terms of probability. But then, would you say Real Madrid have... I, I think the answer is, to me is pretty obvious. But do you think Madrid have overachieved even getting to this final based on what what the season expectation was? I don't think they've overachieved because when you look at overachieving, you're saying, oh, they did it by... They, did, they just they escaped, they escaped. But when you look at the three... Um, like, obviously, when you look at their journey from the group stage, when they were not as strong, I think they lost to Sheriff as well. They, uh, then, yeah, they lost to Sheriff, they struggled, and they came out from the group stage. First team they meet, a very strong team, Paris Saint-Germain, champions of France, they beat them. Next team that they meet, champions, previous champions of, uh, um, of what is it called, of the competition. Chelsea are still champions up to today. Yes, like 12 more hours before the uh, but the point I'm trying to make is they met Chelsea, they beat Chelsea, the current champions of the competition. They went to Manchester City, um, did their job, beat Manchester City as well, the current champions of England and the previous champions of England still. So my point is they faced champions on their way to the final. So I don't think saying overachieving is like it's the wrong word because like okay, to look okay. at since, to look at since they, 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 they just escaped. Have they surprised you? Let's change the word. Surprised? Yes, they've surprised. They've surprised me because I didn't expect them to get to this stage. Even so many magic fans I've spoken to, they didn't expect to get to this stage because their team is not as strong. But looking at their journey, I don't think I don't think they've they've I think they've they've really earned the final. Like to me, they end the final compared to Liverpool's journey. That's that's the way I look at. Oh, okay, okay, that's that's interesting. That's interesting because I was going to come to that. So juxtapose Madrid's tough journey to the final with Liverpool's journey. Now, some rival fans are saying that this this one is a disgrace. Like I've actually seen it on Twitter that Liverpool should be ashamed. Not not Liverpool per se, but Salah should be ashamed. With the few number of goals he has scored in the knockout stage, while having to face teams like Benfica, Villarreal, and Inter, who were who were fumbling at that point in the season, so have Liverpool actually had it easy, or are people being too harsh on them? If anybody is being too harsh on them, when Liverpool Liverpool's group stage was was very very tough, strong. But like, let's be real. Was it that really, really strong? We still so it was tough. On, it was tough. On yeah. Paper, but by the time yeah, they already wrapped it up. They already wrapped it up early. So, so they even used kids to play against Milan in the second leg. So, so I feel, I feel like um, yeah, yeah, runs. Who did they even lose? Like I don't even remember because that's how irrelevant the games are. You can, you, you can see like yeah, the, the the game, the games to me were not. Liverpool to me, Liverpool had it easy. Let me just put it like that. They had, they had it easy. Um, they faced um, Villarreal. Villarreal to me is the only, the toughest opponent they faced in the run. 
before that they faced Benfica. And who else did they face before that? Inter Milan, 2016. Okay, Inter Milan. So Inter Milan, they were not, they were not even that strong. In, 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 I think Inter Milan just tried it in his, what is it called, in his second leg, where um, Lautaro scored that um, brilliant goal. So I, all you know, I'll just say uh, um, there is an argument for what people are saying on Twitter. And when you look at it, this, this is where I, I, I always tell you that Salah is not, is not, is not as good as what people think. Without his gold, you can see how ineffective he is. And for the longest while... Sorry, what do you mean without his goals? My guy scores and you're telling me without his goals. No, no. Even with his goals, you can still see that he's not... No, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. The players that, that, uh, that will always remain in memory. Like I keep telling people, in five years' time, when we are talking about Messi and Ronaldo when they've retired, nobody will be calling goals. When we talk about Zlatan, no one will be bringing goals. When we're talking about Salah when he retires, you think I will go and be bringing paper and telling you, <laughs> Salah scored this, this, this amount of goals. I will just give you memories and impact that the player has. And when you look at Salah, Salah doesn't have that impact. Money yes, has money has yes, that's what I'm saying. Money has more of an impact in what's it called? In um in this season already, especially in the latter stages of the season. Look at Benzema. Why is Benzema the most talked about player now? Lewandowski has more goals than anybody in Europe, but no one is talking about Lewandowski. But the reason why everyone is talking about um, Benzema is because of impact when it matters. All the chances Benzema scored against Chelsea, it was only one that was gifted. The two were, the two were half chances. They were never on a plate. They were half chances. And he scored them brilliantly. Um, that's hard to The Paris Saint-Germain won. It was only one that was on a plate. The two were very difficult chances. And he scored them easily. So that's, that's what people remember. When people remember Real Madrid run in this competition, if they end up winning it in 2022, let's say tw uh, tw uh, 12 years from now, uh, we'll remember Karim Benzema for, for his run. Yeah. Um, so... So to reply the Salah money stuff is 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 unfortunate because that dropped off. So so to me it's like this: money was ineffective first half of the season. Like there's nothing anybody would tell me money was ineffective. The same thing with the burner for Man City, but then second half of the season, both the burner and money kicked on. Like started actually playing well and performing to the levels we expect of them. But Salah dropped off. Maybe. Hangover from the AFCON and um, World Cup qualifiers, losing both really affected him psychologically. And you could see he has not been the same. But then to say over the season, I don't necessarily think money has been better. I just think money has peaked at the right time. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And, and today that they're playing a final, you all know how Salah is in finals. He has been very ineffective in all the finals. I've watched since 2018, and that no, you can. You, it's the truth. It's the fact. No, no, no. For you, for you. That's why I was laughing because I can't even defend that. Yeah, he has been like all the finals Liverpool has played. Money comes clutch, but Salah, Salah, you cannot find him in any final. You can. He's a Fair. ghost in final. Yeah, the 2018 final, he was injured by Ramos, so we can't tell for that one. 
Okay, okay. What about the one with sports? Was it not? No, no. I, I said that's the only one I'm making. No, 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 no. You, I, I don't like when you go and be picking one to make an excuse. Okay, let's be making excuse for everybody. I don't know what this <laughs> is. Are we? Are we being? Are we in the business of pity, pity? Please, please, please. Okay, okay. So you mentioned money, and that leads me perfectly into my next question. These two teams, both Real Madrid and Liverpool, they have clouds of of transfers, Mane said to be on his way to Bayern, Mbappe supposedly on his way to Madrid, but made a U-turn to stay at PSG. Well, let's start with Mane. How much of an impact, negative impact, or maybe even positive, do you think this will have on Liverpool team this night? Um, I don't think the rumours will have any bearing. Mane's future, the rumours were hearing. I don't think it will have any bearing. Going to be more emotional. Uh, I don't think, like, I don't think what he needs to do is to step on the pitch and deliver his performance so that he can even get the moves that he's trying to get, even if he wants to really, really move at Liverpool and um, out of Liverpool. So I feel he doesn't have any barrier. I think Mane will still perform optimally, and I think I will see, I, I'm expecting a Mane masterclass because I want to see what. I need him to step up so that he can be in that podium for the Ballon d'Or when, um, alongside Karim Benzema as well when it comes to the award um, late October this year. I think winning the AFCON should get him some already some credit in the bank. So I think already he's top five or top three. Maybe he needs to perform in this final, like you said, but definitely top five. Simply because of the Afcon, um, I, I for for Manu's situation, I would say I'm I'm actually a, a bit surprised Bayern wanting. Like to me, I thought the priority would be keeping Nabri and um, Coleman and also Lewandowski. But now that Manu is on his way, supposedly that tells me that Nabri or Coleman might be leaving. Probably Coleman. No, I, I, I think it's Nabri that is leaving. Koman, Koman extended his contract. Nabri, is, Nabri they've, been trying to negotiate for, they've been trying to negotiate with Nabri for months, but it looks, like, it looks like it's not going to happen. So I think Nabri is leaving. I think, I think what they want to do is find a way to um, bridge the gap. That, uh, the, not like gap, like the hole Lewandowski and Nabri will create when they leave the team. But I think, I think, based on, on reports recently, they are trying to force Lewandowski to stay out of contract. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think it will boil down to, I think what will happen is Lewandowski will have to go and he will now have to tender a formal request because he has not really done that. He has just hinted on it that he wants to leave. I think, I think when he does that, I think the hierarchy of the club, there's no way they force a guy like that to play because he has done so much I for them. Have to respect Club legend like that. It should, the marriage should not end on its own. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. So, and when you look at it, Bayern is not one to to be like to start moving like sports. You get it. So, yeah. <laughs> I think they will let me go. If you don't get it, forget about. It. <laughs> um. <laughs> now, for Madrid, who themselves have actually been linked to Nabri, so these two teams are actually intertwined more than we think. 
the Mbappe saga, to me personally, it should have absolutely zero effect on the Madrid players because Mbappe was actually not going to be available for the final. So I don't think they would care too much. The 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 what's it called? I don't I don't I don't think anything will affect Real Madrid. They are mentality kings. I don't. I, I think I think it is more for for their for their spirit. I think you see a masterclass from especially Karim Benzema today. There's no there's no there's nobody holding that guy back today. He has something to prove. He has something to do. Um, um, he has yeah. Like there's fire in his belly, there's fire in his eyes as well. You can see that this guy will be, will be one of the most threatening players. And today we are also going to see a midfield masterclass: Thiago on show, Modric on show. So like sort of one of the two of the best midfielders currently this season. So I, I feel like I feel like today we're in for a cracking game. Like there's, I, I think the only person I know that will surely underperform is Salah. That is the only person I know that one surely on that perform. The rest, see, see, I the rest hope, I hope Salah proves you wrong. No, you will prove me right at the end of the day. You see, you see. So you've already gone into the conversation without me even asking the question. I wanted to ask you which battles, individual battles around the pitch, are you most looking forward to? You've already mentioned the Thiago Modric battle, but who comes out on top? Um, I would say it's Modric because was because uh, Modric called um, Thiago. Thiago is Thiago. Thiago can distribute. We understand that, but the thing is, I feel like there will not be enough space for those for those kind of Thiago diagonals today. It will be there, but it, I think it will happen occasionally. It won't be as it won't be as um, frequent as we normally see. Right. When you say there won't be enough space, are you expecting Madrid to press? I'm, I'm no, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting Madrid. Why? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. If Madrid drops off, there won't be enough space for Thiago to be distributing those um, amid diagonals. Obviously, Thiago can still disguise disguise um, short passes as well. But for Madrid, for Madrid, when the turnover is there, when Madrid has been defending, defending. When the turnover is there, because you cannot press against Liverpool. That's right. Liverpool, they are the best at pressing. So, I know they will drop off. So, when the turnover comes and they give the ball to Modric, the immediate pass we are going to expect constantly is Modric is Vinicius. And when Vinicius is on that space where Trent normally vacates, that is Cottons. I think that's where the danger... I think Klopp will identify that that is where the danger will come from. He needs to suffocate that because if he doesn't do it... People are sleeping on how dangerous Vinicius is. If he doesn't do it, Vinicius alone can cause havoc to the entire Liverpool's plan tonight. So it'd be crazy. I know, you know, to me, what I'm most looking forward to is actually Vinicius smoking Arnold. Like, to me, it's not even a debate. I'm seeing people on Twitter who will come out on top. Vinicius is going to absolutely kill the guy. The reason why people are saying who will come out on top is if, Vini, if Vinicius doesn't press Arnold, Arnold is the most creative player for Liverpool. He will cause havoc to Real Madrid because of his, his, his um, what is it called? His, I call it, I call it um, intentional through balls that are crosses. So when he pings all those balls into the box, you all, you all know how dangerous it is. It's because Liverpool, they bank on 
if they don't get the first ball, they get the second ball. And if they get the second ball, that's a shot on goal. So if they don't, because they need to be careful of Arnold. Arnold is their most creative player on that pitch. So if Vinny doesn't mark Arnold constantly, Arnold will have more joy to create more chances for the Liverpool players. Um, so, so I don't think Vinicius is going to mark Arnold. I think what is going to happen is Angelotti is just going to tell Vinicius and Benzema stay as high as possible, not too high, so you don't just leave the team hanging defensively, but just drop, drop just a bit to block some passing lanes, but don't actually mark aggressively. Both of you stay up front. The remaining t- um, nine players or eight players and the keeper will do the defending. And with that, I think someone like Casemiro might be told, instead of you just sitting in a single position centrally, because Liverpool will have only Thiago, who is creative centrally. Henderson, Fabinho are more workaholics than creators. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe Casemiro drifts out wide or Cruz, either one of them, drifts out wide to stop um, Trent's threat, but Vinicius stays up front. And once, once Vinicius is in that space, because he's not going to drop to Mark Trent, once Madrid have the chance to counter, then there will be real problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get, like, how do I put it now? Like, when you watch Liverpool, um, Manchester City play, you see that both systems are kind of similar, but one is more tailored to the philosophy of keeping the ball, while the other one is more tailored to pressing. But Manchester City press, so their, their what is it called, their stance, does, it's not like um, acid and water. It's more like um, um, fuel and kerosene. They are kind of similar because they're both of them. Scientists, <laughs> well done. No, no, no. Both of them, they are flammable. You have to trust me there because like, it's not too sweet for me to No, 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 no. What, what, I mean is, what I mean is that Liverpool system and Manchester City system, like, both of them, like, they are, they are not um, direct not opposite. Deep. They are not direct opposite. For example, now, for example, now, I don't think Manchester City system can hurt Liverpool system. And um, what is it called? Match, um, Liverpool system can hurt Manchester City system. But some of them can create a similar or, or near equal damage. But you see, the kind of system Real Madrid deploys, eh? it can hurt Liverpool system more. Like the damage Liverpool could be more. Because you know, we all know that Liverpool is a high line. And the thing is, Real Madrid can have two goals in like five minutes. That's how clinical and deadly they are. Because Liv- Liv- and Liverpool, Liverpool, we all know that if they press you, you get prone to mistakes and they create chances. But what I'm saying is, even if Liverpool, if what is it called, even if um um what is it called, Liverpool scores Real Madrid first, eh? Real Madrid they are still in the game because Liverpool system creates um, allows opponents to have chances throughout the 90 minutes. Do you understand? Like Liverpool system yeah. always allow opponents have and. The kind of system, um, what you call Madrid is going to try and do today. I think Madrid will have enough chances. That's why. That's why. Um, I like what they say. System makes the fight. I believe that Real Madrid, like this, is the perfect game for Real Madrid. Like it, it suits what Ancelotti likes doing against big opponents this season. So, who is? Um. Okay. So, 
what you said about the the system, this way, I think if Liverpool have to be cautious, the, the line cannot be as high as it normally is. They will have to drop just a bit. Because if you leave Vinicius and Benzema with that much space, I think it might be cutting. And um, for what you said about City and Liverpool being being um, similar, I agree with that because everything is actually possession-based, but the difference is Liverpool do it quicker. And Liverpool, Liverpool will, will probably... It's not like... I think they press more intensely, and so they have more counter... Attacking opportunities, but no, no, the, 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 the thing about Liverpool is uh, they they are not there for keeping possession. Man City is more more keeping possession. Like they are obviously both teams press, but Liverpool's own system is more geared towards pressing. They rely yeah, on yeah, the yeah. pressing more, more. But Manchester City they rely on keeping possession. But if we lose it, we have to press and try and get it back. But it's not like it's not like Liverpool. They like Liverpool. Uh, they rely on, um, what is it called, pressing. They rely on, even their crosses, people don't understand, like, all, when they put those crosses, Liverpool knows, like, sometimes I'll say, I'll be empty to say, oh, why are not spamming crosses? Like, I'll be like, look at look what they're trying to do. Is. They know that they've created overload here, so that if the, if the, if the cross doesn't come in, the, um, uh, what is it called, the opposition defender. Yes, yeah, the second ball, they are yet to win it. And if they win the second ball, High up the pitch, that is an opportunity for them to score. That is their system. That is how they play. Counter, counter press, press, they can press all of them. Fire down. That is just <laughs> that is just them. That is just them for, for the own 90 minutes. So nothing can match that. And I don't and I think if if Real Madrid say, oh, we want to go and start counter pressing against us, against um, Liverpool, that is cutting. Because Liverpool will pick them up easily because they are the best at pressing. Um so, which team, now this, this is a strange question, but which team do you think is more prone to panic if things are not going their way? So, you know how you have your philosophy mm. and then let's say you're losing, let's say you're Liverpool now, you know your philosophy is quick, um, short passes or long diagonals. But if you're losing and it's the 80th minute, or if you're Real Madrid and you're losing the 80th minute, which team is more prone to panic and go out of their, their philosophy just to try and get a goal? When you look at Liverpool and Manchester um, and Liverpool and, and Real Madrid, I mean, they are both they have strong mentality. Never say never. Real Madrid they've shown it for the past how many years? Like especially with Atletico, the comebacks we've seen in the final, and this season most especially the comebacks we've seen from Real Madrid. So mentality is not their problem. But the thing about this thing is Liverpool they are not street smart against against teams like Real Madrid. Like I'll, I'll put it like this: Casemiro. We plant seeds that I know that will germinate today. We will plant seeds that will lead to possible yellow cards for the Liverpool players. Because Liverpool players, um, what is it called? No, it's not Liverpool players. Real Madrid players, they know how to play the psychic game. They know how to enter opponents' heads. They know how to cancel out opponents. That's what Real Madrid, um, that's how they operate. Look at Casemiro in the, in the um, second leg of the, of the Champions League. Basically, he said he got away with murder. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I also see for a light. He gave Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne a knock intentionally. He gave him a knock. See, all these things that is just, it's just why I, I kept, I kept telling Liverpool fans: Salah, Thiago, Fabinho. 
they, they, they were injured, and I know they will be forced to play today to a certain degree. One of them would make it up to 60 minutes. You can mark me on that. They will cancel out one of them. They will can't see one of them will make it up to 60. I don't even think one of them will make it up to 60. If, if you're Madrid, just on that, just on that quickly. If you're Madrid, which of them would you want to cancel out and to use your term? One I of think, the three. I, I think it's Fabinho. Fabinho, Fabinho brings a lot of balance to the team. If they can cancel out Fabinho, then it's got sense. Henderson doesn't Henderson doesn't do the job to the level of what Fabinho uh, to the level that Fabinho does but it for Liverpool. You're really, you're really going to overlook Salah like that again. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If like Salah is not let me like Salah doesn't have that X factor. Where, where for example, let me give you what I mean. When I watch Luis Diaz, when I watch Mane, huh? When the game is, that's why I, I tell you that I like players that have more to their game. When the game is not going in their favor, they are able to take players one on one and, and create something out of nothing. Do you understand? But Salah doesn't really do it. He can't, Salah can't create something out of nothing. Is it, wait, wait. Is, is it that, is it that, is it, sorry, is it that he has been told that you are more of our scholar, so focus on your positioning? Is it that he, he doesn't do it or he cannot do it? No, it doesn't like we have been watching him for five years. Like we have not seen, we have not seen him consistently. You agree that he can do it? I don't think he can do it consistently. Wow. I think, I think, I think every player has, every player can have a moment with flashes of brilliance. But what I've seen, even with Luis Diaz coming in since January, Luis Diaz has that thing in him, and I've seen it already consistently more than I've seen in Mohamed Salah in the past five years. So wow. that's my yeah, that's that's wow. that's that's just you see more in Diaz in six months than Salah in five years. That, no, I, no, I no, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean no, creating no, something that's, that's creating something. I, no, no, I said when we're talking about creating something out of nothing, that's what we're talking about. Now I've seen Luis Diaz do it more than I've seen Salah do it in the last five years. That's what I mean. I don't mean Luis Diaz as has turned up more than Salah. That's not what I mean. Okay. So, this question is for the two teams. Which players do you think have been the most underrated this season? Like, they've performed very well, but they've not gotten the bloodies they deserve. One from Liverpool, one from Madrid. Um, I think the one for Liverpool is Konate. Konate has been very, very solid. I, I think he has kept, he has kept um, so many clean sheets. Um, the other one, I think... For Real Madrid would be Rodrigo. Rodrigo, all the times Ancelotti has called up for has called on him, like he has always delivered. He has always, always delivered. And another underrated one is Courtois. People forget. Without Courtois, Real Madrid wouldn't be in the final without save that he made. So Courtois too as well. I think Courtois has over 21 to this season already. Obviously, Alisson is still a better goalkeeper, but I think Courtois has it. Okay, okay, you just, you just, you just started. So, something just went off in my head. So okay. I agree with the Courtois on, and I will go a step further. That not only is Courtois underrated, Courtois this season has been the best keeper in the world, and I'm not missing words. Best, not one of the best, best goalkeeper in the world this season has been. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I, I disagree with that. I, I have to go Kotoa start in front of me. I've seen it. I've seen, I'm looking at his start right now. But uh, what I would say is, me overall, 
Palace in have just been better. Uh, I, th- I think I think they're top. They are both of them are in the top two, so you can. Yeah, both of them are in the top two. You can flip it either way. Yeah, you can flip it either way. Um, um, we're getting. Uh, we're actually going to do a combined eleven. So I already know who your keeper is going to be. You already know who my keeper is going to be. So we'll keep the remaining ten a secret for now. Um, for the outfit player that's going to be, I, I think. I think Militao, because the fact that Real Madrid have gone out to buy Rudiger to me, or to sign Rudiger on the field, to me, I'm, I'm slightly confused because if Militao has played so well this season and Alaba is now a centre back, where is Rudiger going to play? So I'm thinking, are they going to shift Alaba to left back or are they going to bench Militao? And to me, if you're benching Militao, that's a big mistake because Militao is basically the younger version of Rudiger. He's not as aggressive, but he's aggressive. Like he knows, like he, he has pace. He has aggressive. Uh, he, he has aggression, and he's working on his positioning. You can see Alaba talking him through game, telling him. But, but, but what I would say is, what I would say is, Militao at the first half of the season. I would say Militao is like Salah. Um, first half of the season was brilliant, but towards the latter stages of the season, I've not seen that flashes. Let me let me just talk like that. I've not seen it. Oh, I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But at the same time, I'm giving him the first half of the season. Um, for Liverpool, you know what? You know what? I would say, I would say Jota has been hard done by because Luis Diaz, the new toy, like let's say he's a child now that has a new toy, and Diaz is the new toy. Everybody has forgotten about the old toy, Jota. But Jota was absolutely fantastic. He was immense from beginning of the season up to like February when he lost his place. And I think he has been unfortunate. I think I can see Jota coming off the bench to do something because obviously we know Diaz is going to start with Alaman. But I will not be surprised if Jota comes off the bench and makes an impact. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can I can see that from Jota. Jota. To me, Jota is not a fantastic player. It's just that he's, he has this factor in him. He knows where to be at the right time to get goals. Yeah, like, so. yeah. I think part of it, part of it, you can call a bunch of strikers who just made a living out of being in the right place at the right time and poaching goals. Inzaghi, great ones. Inzaghi, Gomez, in Bayern, where he was incredible for two or three seasons. Um, we've seen even Lewandowski. Lewandowski is obviously more well-rounded, but Lewandowski basically is a goal poacher. I think I think Jota can actually evolve into that if he if he gets serious about like being an actual goal getter. Okay, so now quickly, finally, or not finally, semi-finally, let's do a combined eleven of the two teams. Let's hear your team. Okay, I I created my team yesterday already. I posted it on Twitter. Mm, let me let me let me pull it up one sec. It should be here. Yeah, it's here. So I named it Peter OBFC. So in goal we have Kotua. Dead for wait, 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 wait. Why do you have Kotua when you say Alison is better keeper? No, 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 no. I I, I created a balanced exile. It started eleven. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't don't be a hypocrite. Stick to your no, word. No, there's no hypocrites here. Like I, I, I created it eleven since yesterday. Like 
like like there's no I'm not being I'm not I'm not trying to be an hypocrite or anything. Let me send it to you so you see that I created this thing yesterday. I'm not I'm not even I'm not I'm not even trying to look at see, see I'm sending it to you. So in goal we have Kotoa, then in defense we have Van Dyke Konate, then uh, Van Dyke Konate as the center backs, Al um, Robertson as the left back, Arnold as the right back. Then in midfield we have Casimir as the DM. We have Thiago at one side, then we have Luka Modric at the other side. Then up front, we have Salah at the right-hand side. I think Salah is the only right-hand side player that can make it into this level. Then up front, we all know Karim Benzema has to start. Then it's, you can pick or choose Vini or Mane, but I, I decided to go with Vini because I'm looking at a balanced level. And Vini too has been fantastic this season. So that is my excitement. Okay, okay. I'm not going to pick holes into your team because some of the some of the choices are very very debatable. Um, what do you mean by a balanced level? Like, do you want to have even numbers of Liverpool and Madrid players? It's not possible because they are eleven. No, 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 no. That's not that's not a balanced level. What I mean, you put the players in the right position they are supposed to be, not because oh you just want to like for example now for example now instead of um, we all know where. Tony Cruz play because I want to have Tony Cruz now. I'll not have to push him to somewhere else because I want to have Tony Cruz in my team. So my point now is some people now will create a, a front three of let's say um Benicious, uh, Mane, and Benzema. But we all know that Mane doesn't play the other side. Do you understand? Just that uh, like, to me that that's just me as balanced level. But you can choose to create how you want. I'm not the police of of anything. So please all power to you. Um, okay, so your team is not bad. It's not bad. I just have a few tweaks in mind. So we both agree on the keeper, Courtois, the best keeper in the world. Um, Arnold, my right back. Robertson, my left back as well. My two centre backs, Van Dijk, and I mentioned him earlier, Militao. I think. I think I'm. I'm. I'm more looking at. You're looking at it as like. Um, more balanced. I mean, I'm actually trying to picture them playing, and I'm looking at Van Dijk staying back as a keeper, and Militao going about and hounding defender, hounding attackers. And I think I trust Militao to do that very well. Then my midfield will be the Madrid midfield. I'm sorry, I love Thiago, but he's not getting into that midfield. I'm having Casemiro, Modric, and Cruz, and my forwards are the same as yours. We have Salah, Benzema. So I think the only changes to our teams are Cruz for Thiago and Militao for um, for Konate. I think that that Cruz that Cruz one is very very questionable. Cruz has not been at it since January. Tony has, he has Cruz, not at all. Tony Cruz right now. Tony Cruz right now cannot. Tony Cruz right now will not be in the conversation of five. The five best midfield in the world right now, and that that is that is a damn. Tony Cruz right, right now is is very very poor. Like, let me even give you um, the best way to look at it. In all Real Madrid's run, Tony Cruz is the first person they substitute. In all Real Madrid's run, in in all those um, knockout stage, Tony Cruz is the first person that he normally uh -huh. sacrifices. Well, well, I'm looking at team chemistry. Cruz already plays with Modric and Casemiro, so... The team chemistry will still work with Thiago. Thiago is a solid player. 
I mean, no, we don't know. We've not, we've not seen him play with the other guys. So. Of course, of and, course. And for Konate own, Konate and Matip have been rotating. So, I cannot put Konate in the combined 11 when he's not even sure of being a starter for Liverpool. He has been a starter in the Champions League. Let me just put that. He has been their starter in the Champions League. But this but, is a big final. Are you going to be surprised if you see Matip? No, no, no. I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised. Like, because Konate, Konate was shaking Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. It's fine. That's why I went to put David Alaba there, but no, no, like, because you now have to shift Van Dyke's position. Yeah, yes, I will not. Yeah, yeah, I will not have to shift Van Dyke's position. So, but it's calm. It's calm. It's all good. Um. So quickly, two things. Score prediction and your man of the match. Your prediction. Man of the match. I think Karim Benzema. This script is written for him. I think he will, he will be the man of the match. This, the prediction will be, it will be a 2 1. It will be a 2 1. And I can see this going to extra time. But I think the prediction will be a 2 1 prediction. I think it will be very, very cagey. It will be very, very cagey because I know Liverpool. Liverpool in finals have not been great on that club. All the finals I've seen from Liverpool has been very, very boring. But you don't even need to look too much. You can clearly see in the two finals they played against Chelsea. Chelsea were the most, most exciting team. But they couldn't just convert. So Liverpool in finals are very, very boring. So I think Madrid will edge it. And I think Benzema will make the headlight. Um I agree with the winner. I agree with Madrid. I'm saying I want a high scoring game. So I want three two. Huh? Fair enough. That, that, would, I that want, would be fantastic. I want three two, but not necessarily expecting it. Then my man of the match will be Vinicius. Like I said he's going to smoke Arnold today. Like I am so sure about it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's all right. That, that's, As, that's... Since we both predicted Madrid to win, watch Liverpool win because, of course, that's the kind of luck you get when you predict. Yeah, of course. Um, the last final, the last final Real Madrid lost was to Liverpool and still Paris as well. So you know, we we'll see. Mean, that, was, that was donkey years ago. It can still it can still happen. But before we go, let me just put this question to our listeners. So in what is it? In what is it? What year was that? 2014, 2013-2014, when Madrid played at Leti at Lisbon in Ronaldo's home, Portugal, Real Madrid won. In 2016-2017, Real Madrid played Juventus in Cardiff. In Cardiff, sorry, in Cardiff, Wales. Wales and guess who won it? Who, who is from nope. Wales? Carrie Bell. Yep. Now, one of the BBC members is playing in his own country in the final and is taking place in Paris. So the question yes. now is: Will Benzema, will Benzema bring this home just like others did? So we'll see. <laughs> so. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.